0: The city of Richmond becoming a prime target for gun violence. The city of Richmond was known as one of the most dangerous cities in the Bay Area, if not the country.
1: podcast. Let's keep Richmond moving forward. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the FOF podcast. If you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're joining us back, if you're, yeah, I said it right, right? I said it right, right? Yeah, I could have said it better. Well, if you're back joining us, thank you again for your continued support. Now, tonight we have a very, very special guest, but as we always do, we're gonna keep that just, you know, simmering for just a quick second. And we're gonna do as we always do, we're gonna introduce our panel. Hi. I and Jay, Jay, a.k.a. Johnny Long Days, a.k.a. Anonymous Iguana. That handsome devil over there is Insama Ramirez. Insama, my man, how you doing? Hey, I'm
2: doing well. I'm really excited to get the opportunity to pick our special guest's brain a little bit today. Let's see how that goes.
1: We shall. We shall see. And our another regular panel guest host, I'm, I'm sorry, host, Miss Diana, the lovely D.
0: Thanks for the intro, Jay. Um, So if you're new, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, We're excited to have this guest out. This guest is super active in the community. So um, yeah, why don't you get that intro going, Jay?
1: Absolutely. So tonight, the man of the hour, the man of the night, Richmond native, poet, teacher, author, (laughs) this man wears many hats. Okay. (laughs) So with no further ado, we have Mr. TJ Sykes. TJ, how you doing?
3: Man, I'm doing really good.
1: Um, I'm, I'm just happy to be here right now. Yeah, we're happy to have you, very, very happy to have you. Um, as we always do, we like to give um, just you know a little bit of uh, information about yourself to our guests and to our viewers, so could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and explain yourself uh, all the details, everything that you want to say. So friendly viewers over here.
3: All right, I got you. Um, so yeah, like you said, my name is TJ Sykes. Um, I'm from Richmond, California. I've stayed in Richmond most of my life. Uh, I went to Stege Elementary School, Portland Middle School, and graduated from El Cerrito High School in uh, 2010. Uh, I've been working at Rise Center since 2015, working with uh, a lot of young r- Richmond youth, um, ages like 12 to like 21. Um, so yeah, that's some of what I've been doing. Um, I really started writing poetry in like 2015, and uh, i just been growing
1: from there. Nice. Very, very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Did the Rise Center kind of spark that you know, uh, itch for pro- poetry?
3: Uh, not spark it, it added on to it. Um, mm-hmm. I was already writing before I started going back to Rise because I had. Went to RISE when I was younger, when I was in high school, but I had stopped going because uh, as a young person, I jumped around a lot. So I went to a lot of different community centers throughout Richmond. That's why I still know a lot of people from all over Richmond. I went to Martin Luther King Center, Nevin Center, Richmond Powell and so
1: uh, Richmond Pal <laughs> got a lot of good members of Richmond Pal the King Center though that's King not Center, even rest anymore. in peace yeah. man oh yeah rest in peace for
2: sure. <laughs> that's the real one right there they said they was gonna
3: rebuild it we ain't seen it since still man. waiting on it
1: it's crazy, crazy waiting.
3: man so yeah uh, really just bounce around a lot and uh, I was one of those kids that wanted to hang out but when it was time to sign up as a member I'm gone <laughs> so yeah
1: okay <laughs> I, think we, I think we've I think we all done that in the Richmond in the Richmond community, I've I mean, There's a few times where like it gets to that point where like you know when it gets real, it's like uh, deuces. I have to do what now? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're not the only one, for sure.
3: <laughs> now, now I get the uh, I get the other hand. So now I'm trying to sign young people up engage like
1: yeah. no adios. <laughs> yeah, TJ and I just had a conversation, a brief conversation about that about having our resources right here. you know we were talking about the studio that you know um, we are very thankful uh, to have, you know thanks to Mike, thanks, shout out Mike mm-hmm. um, and I la familia. And uh, we were saying you know back then we had a lot of different resources, but we just didn't commit to it. We just didn't get involved because the best thing back then was like hanging out at home doing nothing for some reason. But uh, it's kind of tricky trying to trying to uh, reverse engineer that to get our uh, our youth involved. So I feel you on that one. For sure. Yeah yes i mean
2: our very humble guest didn't really dive into a lot of the things that he has going on but but i have a couple things here on hand that i wanted to just showcase really quickly because you know we want to make sure that he gets an opportunity to showcase his stuff and one is his book section eight which is a really cool book that i i suggest you check out if you haven't already um tj yes can you tell us a little bit about this book here all right so
3: uh section 8 is my first book my first ever published book um it was published december 2019 um and the way that it came about was i created a poem that was one of the first poems that i had wrote um around that time that i was really really happy about um i had just started really getting into like um, being open to receive feedback on my writing and really understanding the importance of receiving feedback and criticism on uh, writings and things like that. And so I had read it to two of my co-workers and they actually had the idea of creating a book out of it. And I was just like, all right, let's get it. And so uh, it was like a year process, like one of my co-workers was working with me and then he moved back to Santa Cruz. So we just stayed in communication about the project. And uh, I send him a lot of different pictures because uh, most of the majority of, of those pictures inside of the book is uh, pictures of me and my family, and so uh, I sent him a lot of text messages with pictures. And he was like, "Man, people think I'm stalking you because I got pictures all up <laughs> in my room of you, <laughs> and I'm really trying to <laughs> get the uh, visuals together." And so, like after that year process, he had um, all of the images ready, and then we put the book together. We pretty much stumbled through it. Neither one of us had ever published a book before. So uh, yeah, we pretty much stumbled stumbled through it and um, got it together. And then February 16th, 2000 and what? Okay, 2019. So that was December 2018. February 16th, 2019 was the book release. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'm and, so. I, and, you, and I, I know I don't know if this is public news yet mm. but something else may be in the works
3: oh yeah something else right. is in the
2: works alright All right, are, are we going
1: <laughs> to drop it on the drop it on Potty Wadi man that might be too
2: expensive might. I got to wait for that one <laughs> yeah. but man I, I, I think that's really cool that you made that you created your own book and that's something that I look forward to uh, trying to do one day so I might got to work check, check with you a little bit more later yeah, for and sure. get some of the ins and outs because I'm sure you learned some things doing that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And so within that book, you'll read um, about my lived experience in uh, low income housing, some of the things that I've seen, some of the stories that I've heard, um, and some of the people that I've lost. Because um, mm-hmm. there is a dedication section in the back where it lists a lot of different people that passed away um, that I was very close with, with their uh, birthdays and their death dates.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Well, that's, that's, uh, that's very powerful. Very, very powerful. What what kind of things, um, if you if you care to share, are some of the things that influenced um, or that continue to influence you now in your writing and, and you know your poetry? Some of the things are uh, exactly that. The people that
3: I lost along this journey, um, the people that I imagined that would still be here with me, um, the people that I couldn't imagine living without, but I had to. Um, and so those are some of the people who uh, influenced me to continue to go and, and do what I what I need to do. Um, my siblings most definitely are always like a driving force between everything I do. Uh, I just really, yeah, it's just, especially my youngest brother. That like, that's that's a person that I always. Um, seen myself doing this work for, like, I just wanted him to see me doing something good and me being able to uh, be a positive person in his eyes because I showed him the other side and now I just wanted to show him a different side. And uh, throughout my family and friends, we got we got the other side majority of the time. And so I just always wanted to show him something different.
2: Mm-hmm. So- and uh, looking through the book, you know, and living and growing up in Richmond myself, i can relate to a lot of the traumatizing experiences that a lot of people go through just growing up here and so i can see that some of that inspired you in your book and And one of the main things we wanted to talk about today was self-care and, and the journey of self-love and so you know how do you think writing a book like this may have helped you with that journey <clears throat>
3: um not only writing that book, but just writing in general, being able to get my thoughts out of my head into a, um, into a reality on a paper or on a microphone or just talking to someone has has helped me not only um, be able to express myself but build relationships, like lifelong relationships with people. Um, it, it has improved my uh, my not only my relationship building skills but my networking skills. Um, wherever I go, I'll just, i talk to random people and yeah, it's just like spark a conversation about anything. I walk one time I was in Santa Cruz and I walked into a skate shop and I started talking about skiing. I ain't never been skiing. I ain't never been snowboarding, but had a full conversation with about 30 minutes with this man that I've never met. And, um, yeah, just really just expressing myself, man. And it's been like, it's been a dope journey. I've been in different rooms that I never thought I would be in. Um my name being brought up in different rooms that I wasn't in physically. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a blessing ever since I started writing. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. That's powerful, man, writing. Writing can definitely, I, I can definitely relate to that and understand that. Um, so I, something else I wanted to highlight really quick that we didn't get a chance to earlier is the divine treats. Uh, I don't know if you can see it very good on the cameras with the glare, but tell me a little bit about the inspiration <laughs> tell me a little bit about the inspiration for coming up with this and and how that came about
3: got you so the inspiration for that is this um i was in the midst we was in the midst of the pandemic i was working two jobs and i was like man bro like i i want to be an entrepreneur like you know i want to be my own boss and so uh I was working at Rye Center, but I was also working at Naturally Herbs on McDonald. And so uh, the owner of the shop, he showed me how to make the chocolate-flavored walnuts. And um, he he only showed me one time. And so after that, I went home and I made them. And I created a recipe because when he showed me and showed me the recipe, it was kind of like you know, like if your grandma give you a recipe and it's kind of like <laughs> put a little bit of this, put a little bit of that. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, for sure, I, I had that down, but I had to create my own recipe so I know when I make it, I want it to taste just like this every time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I made it, and then I started selling them in the shop, and uh, they didn't they didn't sit on the on the uh, shelf for too long. Yeah, and so. Uh, I was like, all right, now what's next? And I'm like, I got to create another flavor. And so uh, <clears throat> now I'm at five flavors. Um, I started with a, a different bag. It was like a tan bag. It was kind of like an off tan color. I was like, this don't pop enough for me. So let me uh, make it pop. So let me get some gold bags. And I didn't have that sticker at first. So I, I didn't have a logo at first. And so I was like, I need a logo. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to logo. And um, that logo is actually an um, image I'm using in my next book. So I had a young person create that, that image from a poem that I created. And um, I paid the young person for her art. And then um, her mama actually came in the shop. And she was like, you need to do something with that painting. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do something with it. Boop, it's a logo.
1: <laughs>
3: so, yeah. I mean, you know, because when we share ideas, depending on who we share our ideas with, they can help them grow, or they can help them shrink, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: and so
0: that's true. It seems like you're very open to trying new new stuff. Were you always like that when you were younger? Oh. So what? What kind of? What was the catalyst for that?
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was very close-minded as a young person. I'm gonna keep it real. Like I said, I used to always run from the centers when they asked me to sign up. So, um, uh, I would say. different like life-changing opportunities that came my way that i didn't decline is what like opened my mind to um trusting the process it was things like that that came up for me it was like um, people that i trusted saying that to me trust the process be open-minded um things like that and so i forget what year it was i believe it was 2014 2015 before i started working for rise center i was working for um the watershed project i don't know if you ever heard of that yeah so i was me and three of my partners we was like the first interns for the watershed project when they first came to richmond so
0: mm-hmm.
3: we planted over 500 trees in richmond uh, we maintained the bioswell on um sixth street for like two years straight mm-hmm. and so um one time it was um i don't know if y'all ever heard of sarah Calder- calderon she was the executive director at um richmond trees Mm -hmm. and so no groundwork richmond my bad groundwork and so she had came and she presented this opportunity she was like um we need someone to represent our organization in texas and i was just like texas i ain't never been on a plane Mm -hmm. and uh they were like, we gonna pay for the flight, we gonna pay for a sleeping bag, we gonna pay for this, we gonna sleeping pay
1: for that. Sleeping bag, wait, wait, wait,
3: hold on, hold on. Like, she could have put you up in a <laughs> hotel or? Nah, bro, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, <bring it> <laughs> man, this was a life-changing experience and I, to, still to the day, I'm like, damn, I can't believe I was open to doing that. Yeah. So she like, you wanna take the, You wanna take it? I'm like, yeah. So boom, I go to Texas, man. We in the middle of San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. In a tent, 20 degrees, yeah. and it's raining.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: But that was that was something that, it changed my life, bro. Like, I met people from all over the country. People from New Orleans, people from D.C., people from parts of New York I ain't never heard of. I can't even remember, Yonkers, Yonkers, New York. Like <laughs> I had never heard of that, I'm like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Um and so that was it was so life changing and and those are folks that we don't have to talk every day but when I see them it's like it's love because that's the relationship that we built during that time and we was in a place where none of us knew that place. And so yeah, that was that was one of the things. Um finally moving out of my neighborhood after so long to a, a different space that was still in Richmond but it just wasn't my neighborhood. That was something else that made me more open minded because um, for so long I was stuck mentally there and uh, feeling like we was the only ones that was struggling and forget them over there them the suckers all of that and then when I moved started to just understand a different side of Richmond in a different uh, from a different perspective
2: hmm mm-hmm. so I mean speaking of life-changing experiences um, what is it that really inspired you to um, start teaching, uh, start working at Rise? I know that was a pivotal part of it all. What, what really made you make that job? Um,
3: in the beginning, it was more of like I wanted to transition from the job that I was doing because I had been doing it for a minute and uh, planting hella trees I wasn't getting paid a lot of money, but I really enjoy planting trees. I really enjoy I feel like that was me giving back to Mother Earth, um, being able to plant trees, um, creating more oxygen in Richmond.
1: Yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna ask you to clarify that us being from Richmond planting mm-hmm. trees could probably be over there planting trees all over <laughs> Richmond. I'm sure everybody's like, Where?
3: Nah, you still there? Planting <laughs> actual trees like um it's a tree called a strawberry tree, which actually has edible fruit that you can eat. That I just recently found out, actually, because um, my partner was eating it at his house. I'm like, bro, I used to plant them. I, didn't, I ain't never ate those. Though. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so he like, nah, bro, they edible. These are actual strawberries. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I ain't never ate that. I'm cool. I passed still. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, strawberry trees, um, oak trees, redwood trees
2: those type of
1: trees. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs>
2: Very good. So t- so today's episode, we really wanted to dive into self-love and, you know, listening to your poetry and some of the things that, that you've been doing with, between meditation and, and um, some of the other projects you've been working on. What are some of the, the things you do to practice self-love? Obviously, writing helps you. Uh, what are some other practices that, that you like to incorporate in your lifestyle, so.
0: and also what does it mean to you particularly so like say what it means to you and mm. then examples of what it is
3: mm-hmm. uh give me an example of what you saying? because i'm confused so a like bit.
0: so like self-love right mm-hmm. some people know uh if they're getting an argument they need to take a minute uh maybe they don't want to be away from their mom or dad whoever they're arguing with but mm. okay well, I know for myself I need to recognize what's going on I need to chill I need to maybe go take a walk clear my head So gotcha. something similar to that and and what it why is it why is it important alright got gotcha.
3: mm-hmm. you yeah. alright so for me um <clears throat> one of the things I do is just breathe and uh <laughs> something very mm. simple really, yeah very really
1: powerful very really
3: essential and uh that's important to me because um What I learned is that our breath, um, it really supports the way that our brain functions. And um, the way that you can, for me, no one had to convince me of that after I started breathing more, uh, more deeply throughout the day. Um, It was just, you can feel it. Like you can feel oxygen going to your brain when you take a deep breath. And so, uh, that's what that specific thing mean to me. Um, meditation is for me, the way that I connect not only with ancestors, but also the universe and also myself, because all of these things are within me. Um, what else reading is so important to me, um, to read all type of things. I've read, parts of the bible i've um listened to different motivational speakers um i read about the laws of attraction i read about i really read about anything um i read about the, this book it was talking about how the brain works and um the development of the brain and it's just it's just interesting there's a lot of different things that's interesting to me
2: Mm-hmm. I really like the breathe, breathe one because it's yeah. so simple, yeah. but sometimes people overcomplicate it. And I and I know we were leading free uh, life skills workshops uh, for the community at CoBiz, and that's uh, when TJ actually dropped by one of the classes and helped lead a breathing exercise for some of the for some of the uh, participants. And uh, that was a really cool epi- uh, exercise that he led and uh so i could totally see how he incorporates that and how he
1: utilizes that and you know one one thing that i that i often think about um especially now with kids and and how they're growing up it being a very different generation from my generation of course um self-love um is something many people uh, struggle with and i think they struggle with it a little bit more i think because they're often having to fit an image, whether it be an Instagram image, um, a magazine, or what have you. Um, so um, what? how can people, at least in your opinion, how can they break away from the mindset to be more at peace about their own situation?
3: Got you. Um, for me, I think the peace of self-love that I always had Um, and wasn't able to recognize it for a while was that um, I never cared about fitting in. Like, I might try to do something with the group, but it wasn't like, if this doesn't work, then everything is over. Like, I don't want to, you know. And so I noticed that at a young age that I was a leader, but I didn't really know what it meant. And so I noticed that whenever I would connect or build a relation with a relationship with someone, it would be another person that had leadership skills. And so like, if it was a certain group of people that I was around, it was my, somebody who I was connected with was the leader of this group, um, whether that was in school or whether that was in the streets. Um, and so what I would say to folks is get comfortable with not fitting in. Um, there are, millions and billions of people in this world that feel like they don't fit in and uh if you feel that way create your own group of people that feel like they don't fit in that's what i would say yeah
2: that was well said yeah well, very well said
1: i think he's i think he's um, taking our complex questions and making it just into simple sort of that is ways of because i mean breathe right like to me i was going like completely left you know i was thinking like all right let's go ahead and do this do that do this and i'm like wait i forgot to breathe to even begin with and you know just now if you don't fit in don't make your own group man screw them so <laughs> you know funny,
0: like going back to the breathing thing i actually got that lesson today it's so funny like i was talking to my suegra, right so my my boyfriend's mom and she's like okay you know i know my son whenever you guys get into argument i do this with my husband take a second count to 10 breathe through it don't say things that you're gonna regret because that's gonna affect you in the long run i'm like dang like Mm -hmm. the same thing it's so funny i'm hearing it today but it's so true like (laughs) breathe, it, I, I need to practice that. I need to breathe myself because mm. I don't always breathe. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It clicks. You, you know, I don't know. Man, so, so it's so something
1: funny. we're all capable of, too. And it's so simple. <laughs> it's but simple. we always <laughs> forget. I, I forget. I forget sometimes. And I can hear yeah. it.
0: Yeah. And, uh-huh. um,
1: but uh, TJ, right before we get more into it, um, Maggie asks, um, where can she find Section 8? Is it online only just for our viewers so that they can have access to it?
3: Absolutely. Thank you for that. um you can find it at uh lulu.com that's where i publish i self-published through that website so you can find it there but um naturally herbs sells copies of section a as well here in richmond on mcdonald avenue um and then i was gonna say one more thing about breathing i I breathe through everything so when i get on the plane i'm breathing because i be nervous and uh what
1: about underwater
3: Underwater? <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> I ain't been underwater in a minute. I can't wait to swim, though. I ain't going to lie. I like swimming. I can't wait to go to the water park. But, yeah, like, on the plane, before I get on the plane, I breathe and I pray because uh, I've never really liked flying. But I, I was like, oh well, I'm not going to be driving across the country every time I want to go to Atlanta or I want to go to New York. So mm-hmm. I had to get through that. Roller coasters, I, I, I really just started riding roller coasters like a year ago. And I was like, man, breathe, breathe mm. through that. <laughs> Did uh, ziplining. I was like, man, I got to breathe through this. <laughs> yeah. Man,
2: so you, that's, a, that's a good tool Yeah, for so to use sometimes. Yeah,
3: especially uh, yoga, too. I do
2: yoga, so when you do yoga. it's all about breathing. Huh? If you don't
3: breathe, you're you going to be toe up in there.
2: Mm. <laughs> what What are some uh self-care Activities that you two do, uh, Jay, uh, Diana, is there something that you do that you
1: practice? Self care activities. Um, let's see. Uh, well, self affirmations. I think we touched upon that um, on one of our earlier podcasts for this season. Um, self love, exercising. I, I I continuously do exercising. Um, uh, it it puts me. It tires me out. To be completely honest and uh, it's kind of a kind of a weird thing because it tires my body out and it relaxes my mind Mm -hmm. you know um so that's that's you know two things that are kind of common that most people do Mm -hmm. but i religiously try to do that or if i ever drop off from exercising or anything like that i i um actively try to get back into it because of that same same reason Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i totally relate actually I just, today was my first day back in the gym. Oh God. After a long, <laughs> long break. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that nice vaccine and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually yeah. back in the gym.
1: What gym are you going to?
2: I went to Planet Fitness. Okay. Uh, they got a new one over in San Pablo next to Foodmax. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty empty in there. And uh, it was it was good, it was a good experience. I was feeling great to be back in the gym and get some exercise. I think my body really craved it. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, uh, your mind uh, actually gets something, some benefit out of it too. Honestly, I think the mind and the body are so related. And so if you're not treating the body right,
0: mm-hmm. then
2: the mind's not gonna be in a good space either. That's something That's something I personally believe yeah. deeply. And so I think that my body needed that exercise and felt really good.
0: Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I enjoy like going on a run or doing like a like a quick at-home workout, but if it's not that, this might sound superficial, but I love either getting my nails done or like <laughs> mm-hmm. like a massage or something. Mm-hmm. That to me is like relaxing, you know, all the worries melt away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, playing with my cat, too. Uh
1: funny what so your cat switched governments recently?
0: yeah um, okay quick update everybody <laughs> tiguerita
1: you mentioned her before yes tiguerita, my
0: cat my my basically my child because she's <laughs> i took him to get fixed and when he was getting fixed they're like hey just so you know Tigerita isn't tigerita. That's you might want to change it. Tiguerito. She's a boy. So now it's
1: Tiguerito. <laughs> 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 kind of. A yeah. 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 So I thought it was hilarious, man. Quad twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I went and I told my I told my auntie the story, and she was like, "You know what? I don't think I've ever tech. I ever checked the cats like yeah. you know equipment." And <laughs> I was see. like, "Yeah, I think I've never done it. I wouldn't know how to check where to yeah. check. Well, I, I know where to check, but I wouldn't know yeah. what to look for. You know." what it looks like. So I don't blame you though. But I mean that's that's hilarious to me. Yeah. That kind of stuff. You can't you can't make that up. So do you still call right tiguerito
0: I know I call him so for short.
2: And cat
3: caco it's view.
0: Nito. Nito. Nito, yeah. So tiguerito is nito now so Uh, yeah it's it's a nito we ended with the o now how did the end come nito because um my my boyfriend's son gianni can't he's he's four he just turned four so he can't pronounce tiguerito so he says nito so then that's why we that name just stuck that's like his name now (laughs) that's (laughs) Nito.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean like what, what having you hear a lot of you know people um Oh, obviously, you guys, the viewers can't can't see this, but TJ right now is just as cool as a cucumber. Like I'm I'm getting like some like real chill vibes from him, um, but kind of you know what you do um, as far as you know being a poet, being an author is something that requires just a lot of passion. So what what are some of the things, or maybe some of the influences that guides that passion um, onto a piece of paper or onto a microphone?
3: Gotcha. Mm. everything everything life so uh mostly when i first started writing it was really from a place of pain a place of like damn i've been having these things on my mind for a long time or uh i got some stuff that i've experienced that i want to write down i want to share um really just being exposed in uh Exposed to the word vulnerability and really knowing like what it means for me and it just means to for me to speak my truth wherever I go and um, if people can't accept my truth then those people aren't for me. Um, So that and uh, really just being around a lot of dope artists um, that I felt was like doper than me and I didn't feel like it was a competition but it was just like a challenge for me it's like all right well i see that such and such is putting out this much work i might not want to put out the same amount of work but i do want to produce more um i do want to be able to get my point across with less words um so that, those are some of the things that i learned how to do during my writing process is like because when i first started writing i was just writing all my thoughts out on the paper so it'd be like Two, three pages full of stuff. It was like, what is this? It's like a story. And so uh, I learned to start like taking some certain words out because you don't need it all the time. Um, and just getting straight to the point to where people was like, Ooh, I feel that. Um in a a couple of in a couple of the lines they're like, yeah, I feel that already. Keep on, keep going. We gonna go with it next. Um, yeah, and then just some of the dope artists that uh I was around. Uh, I don't know if y'all know Dante Clark, DeAndre Evans, Sierra Gordon, Naya Binga, Denise Robinson. Like these are some dope, some dope poets that I was around and was able to learn from. They all got different styles, and so being able to be like, oh wow, she sung on a on a on a part, and then started a poem. Just being able to get different ideas, different concepts, um, but. It got to the point where I was just starting to create poems off a small conversation that I met, uh, or that I had with someone. Like it'd be a small interaction, like somebody walked past me one day and said, "I hate the rain," and then I wrote a poem about rain. Um, I had caught eye contact with this girl when I was eating one time, and I wrote a poem about that. I was just like, "I wonder what she thinking in her head," like you know what I mean. And so. Yeah, I just start just going crazy. I'm like, oh, I can just go crazy with this. I can write about anything. Um, so, yeah.
2: Definitely sounds like you got some inspiration from a little bit of everywhere. Um, and the truth, uh, when you talked about living your truth, that's something that resonates with me. Um, I think that's really important. And the most powerful thing that you can do is is, is speak your truth. Um and be authentically you. So when you were younger versus now, do you feel like there was a growth or certain experiences that helped you to understand that? Or do you feel like you were always that way and you always knew like that truth, that truth will set you free?
1: (laughs) Was it like, or was it like one situation where you were like, now now I feel comfortable being me? You know what I mean?
3: Mm. Uh, i think i think i was always comfortable being myself um i don't think i was always confident though i Mm. think that um yeah i always walk as me um but i wasn't just yeah i don't know i wasn't that sure and now it's more like I know who I am, like, <laughs> like man, like part of part of this self care work for me is being able to wake up every day and look myself in the mirror and be like, all right, I know, like, I know you you had some flaws, I know, like, you've um, made some mistakes, but I love the person that I see in the mirror, and so I don't think I've ever looked in the mirror and not love the person that i've seen Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: that's that self-love right there
2: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm you know i know a lot of people probably feel differently they probably look in the mirror and they're not
1: so happy with what they see or the way they feel um there's been times where i've been in that position where mm -hmm. you know i can i can truthfully say man like i'm not happy with who i am you know um a lot of times when i was growing up i was very uncomfortable with the things that i like you know like i was raised in a house full of women i i didn't i didn't reign supreme with the stereo so i listened to a lot of in sync and then backstreet boys i ended up liking it at a very young age you know i mean they make good music you know but <laughs> I mean, you know but like nah, i was messing but, with the backstreet boys you know sure. but like as a kid though as a, as a young man like you know i had to sort of hide that you know you know what i mean yeah um so i know that you know speaking to what the summer said there's a lot of people at certain maybe at certain phases in their life maybe even to this point that struggle with that you know Mm -hmm. i know i did for sure Sure. i mean i love anime i still do Mm -hmm. now i don't give a hoot you know (laughs) now now i find more people open up to it like you know like diana's boyfriend chewie like you know Mm -hmm. I can't wait to have that, to nerd out, to have that conversation. Now I'm way more open. I'm looking forward to talking yeah, about it. You know, back then sure. I was like, nah, I don't, you know, that, yeah. nah, I don't I don't see that. Don't it's it's
3: kind of like, um, it's kind of like what I said earlier in terms of like <clears throat> finding the right people to be around. You feel me? Because yeah. it's, it's people that's just like you, that feel just like that. And once you break that ice, then that's, a, that's probably a person that you probably gonna have deep conversation with for the rest of your life. Um, I had a deep conversation when I went to Texas with this brother that um, I had never met, but I was just like, "Damn, that was a dope ass conversation with a person that um, was listening with compassion and really trying to understand where I came from, even though we didn't, we probably didn't relate on a like cultural level, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?" So, mm-hmm.
2: so. I know, like, some young people struggle with, you know, loving who they are. And, like, for me, like, I went to the gym today, like I mentioned earlier. You know, that kind of helped think about some things, help get some good exercise for for yourself, for your mind. But also, your body starts, you know, changing, looking good and stuff too. Are there any, uh, like, practices? Like that, that, that you can do for your mind. Like I know some people do um, affirmations or self-talk. You know, maybe they just pump yourself up in the mirror. You know, you know, like you see in the in the shows, looking
1: in the mirror, having that that conversation. I have that. You know that scene from the Little Giants where the little guy goes, "I'm a pump." You uh, uh yeah. You about <laughs> I gotta I'm watch a that
3: Jeff. movie again.
2: It's been, a minute. Yeah, man, it's, a yeah, it's been a minute. So is there anything that you all do? Anything you do, TJ, that kinda like helps cultivate that?
3: Well yeah, I gotta uh I have this um this black man on my wall with an afro and uh he has no face but he have affirmations all over his body. So uh his face actually say I am and then it's intelligent. Um, strong powerful and so uh sometimes when i meditate i meditate in front of that um listening to different motivational speakers just be like you know uh yeah and then really looking back on my life and looking at the at the accomplishments that i have accomplished already um i actually got this wall in my house where it's like awards and certificates and and my graduation my diploma and Sometimes I just sit on my couch and I look at that wall and I'm just like, man, bro. Like,
1: Where did you graduate from, TJ?
3: El Cerrito. EC. Yeah. DC got you. Know. It was 2010, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Where y'all graduated from? I'm an Eagle. You got Kennedy. Kenny. Kenny. Don. She's a Don. Don, what's
3: Don? Deanza. Deanza. Oh, God.
1: And then Leslie over there, a producer, is a oiler. Yeah. Hey, rich man. <laughs>
3: I was fired up when um, uh, Coach Carter came out. Like yeah, that.
1: they switched the teams up, huh? The basketball teams, like the Richmond, it was the Richmond Eagles, and then the Kennedy Oilers. I'm not what sure did, if anybody noticed that. Oh, uh, uh, no. Yeah, I no, caught it. In rank, I didn't uh, see that. Because I, I was, I played. That so well. Yeah, it's been a minute. Because I played soccer, mm-hmm. you know, and soccer, um, Richmond and Kennedy were huge rivals. So that's yeah. the first thing I caught. I was like, they got they switched it up on us. <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
3: Only thing they really had was the uh, the school in there. Anyway, I don't. I, don't, I didn't recognize nothing else really. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it's just the story, really, that they adapted. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do know that movie and like associate yeah. Richmond with yeah, that movie. They Anytime they talk oh, about yeah, Richmond, oh. Rich, what? Yeah. <laughs> they don't always say that. Like, like, I don't know where they got that
3: from. They got yeah. that from Samuel uh, Jackson. Yeah, like, <laughs> they got that from Sammy, Sammy like, J. <laughs> That's
2: how you know, they be like, yeah, you ain't. Yeah. <laughs> not from over here, yeah. So I don't know if that was a thing back when they made, you know, when, back then. I, I don't, don't, don't think so. Nah, no, that wasn't that, that long ago. I, I don't around. think I ever heard that. I heard that yeah. yeah, except in the movie. But people be like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, Rich, Rich what? Rich, what? you be like,
0: mm, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. none of our sports teams said that
0: <laughs> so you said in your room um, something you kind of have like a like a inspiration wall you mm-hmm. mentioned right mm-hmm. um, what about everyone else do you do you have any mantras by the way any mantras
3: nah I, um, I it's interesting because when I write if I like read over the things that I write I can remember it but Certain stuff, I can't remember. So, I do have a lot of different mantras that I use. All right, we actually have one for um, our yoga class, but I cannot remember it
1: at this moment.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. But once you see, like, the first two letters, the first two words, will be like, I got yeah. the whole thing Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah I feel like, like I'm the exact same way. Or visual, a visual, yeah, person, visual, visual. Uh, let's see, do I have anything? I don't think I have anything special. D?
0: Um... It, I feel like I have them for different situations, mm. so it just like it just depends on the situation so like Let's say um, You know sometimes you you want to tell somebody something Because they're in front of you, but then there's people around I heard like this great Saying or I guess in my head. It's a mantra because I repeat it. It's a praise in public correct in private so I really try to like live by that like let's say if I want to tell somebody something, I like look at the situation. Okay, probably it's not a good time right now. So it doesn't always work, but I really try, I try to stick to it. So like, this isn't a good time right now. I can tell them in a separate time, in a separate space, you know? Mm -hmm. But anything good, I like try to tell them in front of people, you know? So yeah, the, I mean, I guess this one.
1: Kind of like I want to tell someone right now that he's looking buff. You know what I mean? Like he's looking <laughs> a little <laughs> buffer than he did yesterday. Just
2: one
0: workout, that'll do it.
1: But is it appropriate? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so not, not in two thousand twenty. two
2: thousand twenty-one. Uh, but it's good, you know. <laughs> right. you gotta be careful in the workplace. <laughs> is, <a> work- <laughs> is this a workplace?
0: <laughs> I don't
2: know. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> I I don't call know. it I Twilight Zone. <laughs> what about
0: you? What is your mantra? Uh,
2: I don't necessarily have a mantra, but I have a quote that I love, and it's Jackie Robinson quote. And Jackie Robinson Day is coming up. Those of you who are MLB fans, mm-hmm. all the players. Every team in the MLB League is going to wear the number 42. So you can't really tell who is who sometimes, but (laughs) that's all right, because you could tell how important it was that Jackie Robinson, you know, broke the color line in the MLB and helped, you know, desegregate the Major League Baseball. But he has a quote and it's, a life is not important except in its impact on other lives. And for me, that's like Mm. something I try to live by. And it's really important for me and Um, yeah so anything and everything I do I try to keep that in mind as much as possible so it kind of helps dictate the way I move and the way I do things Um, and like with that it's kind of like younger when I was younger I would be more impressed by like you know cool car or you know the women or things like that throwback jersey throwback jersey you know but you get older or I've gotten older and the things that I've kind of looked up to more is how people treat people and if you're someone who uplifts and empowers people then like wow like you're a good person you're someone who i admire and who's some, somebody who i want to be around you know not necessarily you got the most because that's not necessarily gonna say or dictate whether you're a good person in, in my perspective but you know that doesn't mean that you didn't earn what you what you've got or anything like that but that's just something that I live by is life is not important except in its impact in other lives, and that's all that goes with it for me.
1: And I can say I can attest, and I'm sure Dee can test it. You actually really do live up to that, you know. So mm-hmm. what you see is what you get with Um, You know, uh, he does it from his heart. And he really does uh, live up to that quote, to Jackie Robinson's quote so that's appreciate appreciate that yeah yeah you appreciate know whatever you know Means every every Means now and then i can give you a compliment right
2: Means a lot yeah but you can do it more often it's all right <laughs> that wouldn't it? be special but man i think yeah i appreciate that for real because uh i think like sharing those type of uh praises is important too like letting people know like i appreciate you you're doing you're doing well you're doing this it's important
3: uh, um, I thought of some mantras while I was talking. It was all planned, TJ. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, one of the mantras that I, I go, I live by is uh, "I am because we are." Have you ever heard of that? And so, I mean, what
1: I don't remember who. What, what
3: that mean means to me is that um, I am because I am connected to my my ancestors. That means that I am because. Right in this moment, I'm connected with y'all. And if uh, even one of these energies was missing, it wouldn't be the same energy here right now. And so that, uh, and then I am my brother's and sister's keeper. Uh, So, yeah, just making sure that uh, anybody that I call my loved one, I have their back uh, to the best of my ability. But Mm -hmm. also just being intentional about making sure that got my own back first
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah.
3: making sure that i'm not pouring into someone from an empty cup or i have empty cup Mm
1: -hmm. making sure
3: that i'm intentional about making sure my cup is full or overflowing and then being able to support other folks
1: yeah get that self-love right before you start to spread that's mm-hmm.
0: so important too because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it, it's not people's fault, like sometimes they you know, they just have big hearts, they just want to be generous, but when you're not right within yourself, it's really hard to give that like energy and, and put in that time and, and that work to other people you know it's like it's good that you care about other people but you can't crumble because Mm -hmm. like it's you at the end of the day Mm -hmm. you know so it's really important that you know tj mentioned that for sure Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. so one thing a part of my self-care is declining calls and text messages at times because it's just like um you you know for the most part if this is a person that you speak to daily or weekly you know what type of energy they gonna present you with mm-hmm. and uh you know before you answer the call if you want to engage with that energy um and just be mindful is what i would say to folks be mindful of how you feel after you interact with a person because that's the way that that'll tell you what type of energy that they have and what type of energy you leaving with after you know engaging with them so if it's like feeling good and then you talk to this person and now he's like damn i'm tired a little bit i need to take a nap it's like mm-hmm. this person might be draining your energy and uh, yeah. that's a real life vampire
1: And <laughs> not to
3: say that people do it on purpose because everybody not yeah. aware of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it's your job to bring it to their attention mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. bro uh, every time i talk to you i'll be sleepy i'll be mad i'm angry when i get on the phone with you i want to go fight somebody (laughs) like bro
2: i'm cool i'm gonna uh, have to text you like you know what i mean for real yeah Yeah, no i think that's that's some really good information right there because i know some people probably feel obligated oh this is my brother i gotta answer but you know if you're not right may not be good for anybody